Welcome back to Let's Get Married, the wedding and event podcast. Hey, Sam. Hey, Pia. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good, good. Chugging along. What have you been up to? So Joel and I started house hunting. Yay. Yay, but like also nay. It's like... (laughs) It's a little crazy, especially during this. We're just in like, I mean, I know we always say it's like a crazy time. Like, we just thought like, oh, we're going to just start looking for houses. But no, like it is a brutal market out there right now. So I share sentiment with anyone trying to get a house right now. It is not easy. That's wild. And what's been like just the worst thing? How many other people are also looking for houses? Or I mean, it's not an easy task to begin with. No, it's not an easy task to begin with, but because most people are like moving out of like the city area into like the suburbs, the demand is much higher than the actual supply. Like it's it's definitely a seller's market right now. And we're we're running into issues where we're like we put an offer down and people are are bidding us in cash, like unbeatable offers, or like this last house had 30 offers on it, which is insane 30 is a wild number a wild number for like one singular house like that just gives you like an idea of like how many people are actually looking it's it's crazy yeah that's nuts so yeah we'll see where we go oh my goodness i know just as long as it's not too far from me then i'm okay no no we'll we'll still be in the area for sure just (laughs) looking to, to have a backyard in the area that's good that's good what have you been up to? Really nothing as exciting as that. Um, my Blue Apron order didn't arrive today, so I'm getting a oh. refund. <laughs> like nothing compared to your stuff. Um, yeah, just been thinking about plans once it gets warmer. Like I know we're only in February, but there is something to me about my birthday at the end of March. Like I know. March weather isn't always the best, even beginning of April, but there's something to me about even just a few degrees warmer, be able to go for a walk easier with a friend, be able to have people outside on our deck. And, and that's been even just the littlest things have been getting me excited of, we're not going to be in January forever, February forever. Yeah, these few months, especially being, you know, home, it, it takes a toll on you, I think. Like, I find myself, like, it's darker earlier, it's colder. Like, going back to, I forget what episode we were mentioning, and just finding something to kind of fortify you a little bit. You really got to work on that, especially now. Just finding things that make you happy during this time, because it's it's not easy with the cold and the dark and just being home 24 seven. I know, I know it's true. And getting outside, even if it is chilly to try to get some sun. And my mom's thing is always put your face to the sun. Like no matter what, like that's her, her advice for like any, any day, even if you're not having a down day or anything, it's always put your face to the sun. And I just, I love that because it's a reminder, even in, in, even in the depths of winter during a pandemic, get outside or put your face to whatever is your son kind of. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's, that's a great advice. (laughs) All right. So this is episode 15. 15. But first we will start with our drinks. Sam, what are we drinking? So today this is, we're going off of Valentine's day still. So we are drinking it's called the love potion. It's basically 
blackberry simple syrup topped with your favorite bubbles, any kind of champagne or Prosecco, um, garnished with two blackberries and a sprig of thyme. You know how I feel about thyme. I love that. It's good. It's not too sweet. And you know that I love anything with champagne or Prosecco in it. Yeah, it's a great option for a brunch, a Valentine's Day if you haven't had one yet, or really, it's a really great um, specialty cocktail for a wedding. And that's why I like to chew with the love potion and everything like that. It's cute um, cocktail to serve at your reception. That's a good point. I, I forget that the <laughs> sometimes I forget that the purpose of these aren't just for me to enjoy over here. Uh, during <laughs> yes exactly but it's for custom cocktail ideas this is perfect and the name is yeah. is adorable okay so episode 15 this episode is so important and i personally am so excited for it because it's all about the regrets that couples have after their wedding and after the wedding planning process and what they wish someone had told them before they've gone through this process. I know that if I see any article online that's something to this effect, I'm like, I have to read it because it might tip me off with some idea that I haven't thought of. And once you get past your wedding day, you can't think of it again because hopefully this is a one-shot deal, you know? So we gathered these from our social media circles, specifically married couples, but then also non-married couples, um, those in our lives who have been through weddings but didn't use us as day of coordinators. I'm excited about this one. Yeah, there's some good stuff to, to be mindful of. So I'm glad that there's actually a decent amount too. So I'm, I'm glad to get into it with you. Yeah. And it's interesting to look and see the trends between some of this feedback and see that a lot of people have same similar opinions and thoughts. Um, in terms of what they would, would change or, or what they wish they knew, right? Yeah, exactly. Some of the things as I was going through, was like, oh yeah, that was one of my, so it really is, it's a great sentiment to just kind of get out there. So uh, mm -hmm. let's get into it. Great, okay. All right, so I'll kick it off with quality time. Okay, so for quality time, we got three different kind of, in the same bubble, um, but three different comments. So I wish I had more taken more time with my husband after the ceremony before going into the reception. I wish I spent more time with my husband at the reception. Most of the reception, I spent time with the guests to make sure I got to everyone. I wish I spent time at dinner, at the dinner table, enjoying the meal that I so carefully picked out with my party and my husband. Um, these are all really great. So one of the things that my coordinator at the, so I had you and then the, the coordinator at the, the wedding place as well said, make sure you take a moment just for you and Joel to enjoy. And they actually set up this beautiful outdoor little space on like a patio. And we watched everyone walk into the um, reception and we had like little snacks and drinks and everything and just took like, it could have been all of five minutes, but it felt like an hour just to kind of sit down and just like enjoy everything. That's really smart. I do typically have a note at the end of the ceremony or actually kind of in my ceremony portion of my notes to say, get them down the aisle and then go make sure food and drink is ready for them. You know, it, it's smart. I remember actually specifically Megan, one of your bridesmaids saying, Sam and Joel are taking a moment. Like she even said it again, like even the party knew don't go try to find them. Don't try to bother them. This is this is their moment alone together. 
Yeah. And just to have that, because you get like the day goes like this, right? It's so quick. It's like a, a snap, you know, to have that moment of just like breathing in and realizing like this is our day and really just taking it all in. Um, it, it, it was special. And I, I actually added that last part of, of dinner because I, I think I've said this before, but I didn't even get to eat dinner because I was so wrapped up in everything that, and I know what I picked out was delicious. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Number two, worries and stress. This There's a couple here, no surprise. I regret worrying so much about how the day was going to go. You don't notice if things go wrong while you're in the thick of it. I mainly wish I wouldn't have stressed as much during the last month or two. I'm sure guests didn't even notice the small stuff we worried about or forgot to do. I would have spent less mental energy on things you can't control, like complicated family relationships and the weather. What will be will be, and a good rain plan and a great planner to keep the drama away from you and don't stress about that stuff leading up to it. At the end of the day, you'll be married to the person you love, and you get to celebrate that with your loved ones, and the little things that may go wrong, you won't even notice. So I think that that's all really great. I think that we as brides and grooms tend to really stress on the little things, every little detail leading up to your big day. And half the time, like, I don't even think half the people at my wedding even notice half the things that I did, you know, because you just scrutinize over the details. And, and so if that's going to take something off your plate, then do it because it's not, not that it's not worth it. All the details will be appreciated by someone, but, but don't drive yourself crazy with it. Mm-hmm. I love that the last one, <laughs> this is admittedly a merry bride. I'm so proud to say, saying that you need a great planner to keep the drama away from you. That's something that I mention on every single intro call with a new couple. I say, listen, you might not have any drama. I feel like we say this, like every family friend group's got something. We will be that barrier, that, that, um, buffer if you need us to be. And I love that even after, um, this person's wedding, they held on to that, that that's, that's really one of, one of the big things we're there for. This was also such a good thing for me to read while planning my own wedding. This is all relative. It's all important, but it is just a wedding at the end of the day. And I shouldn't spend too much time stressing over this, um, because I don't want to have that regret where I feel like I, I missed my engagement because I was worried, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. Okay, so the next one is about guest lists, and there's a few things on here as well. Um, so sometimes I wish I cut back on the guest list, so inviting too many people. Um, I originally planned a 200-person wedding and pivoted to a 20-person wedding because of COVID. It was such an amazing day. I wish I planned a 20-person wedding from the start. I would have cut some people and redistributed the per head cost to more flowers, more time with the photographer, and other upgrades on food. I have to say that I wrote back to the person who made the second comment saying they wish they had planned 20 people from the start. And I said, you don't know how much of a comfort this is to me because realistically, I don't know how many people are going to be at my wedding. So <laughs> I needed to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like we've talked about like the budget redistribution and things like that, what you can do with that, you know, saved money. And sometimes like, let's also talk about like, sometimes you're inviting people that you might not know, right? Like what we were talking about in um, one of our other episodes that you don't necessarily want to have to invite. And that's a great way of cutting that back. It's true. Okay. Number four, I wish I gave the DJ more direction and a more detailed list of what songs we wanted to hear. 
Yeah, great idea. I actually had a do not playlist of everything that I cringe at the skin to, to hear. Um, and I would recommend that to any, anybody letting, um, any real, any event that they're paying a DJ for really. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's true. I mean, it's not controlling at all. You have to, you have to let people know what you like. You can't assume that your DJ is going to know exactly what it is. And I think we mentioned this on an early episode, but, um, our DJ on our first intro call said, yeah, when we got closer, like send me your favorite Spotify playlist that you guys play in your house on the weekend, you know, and so I can understand who you are that a D a good DJ will ask you that. So, and, and if they don't, let them know, send them, send them some playlists, send them your favorite stuff, send them what you hate. Yeah, exactly right. Okay. The next one is I wish I didn't fall into the waste of money bride traps. Did I really need to waste money on a custom wedding binder and matching guest book? There is so much out there and it's all priced three times more expensive than a non-wedding binder, you know? Exactly. And I think we've talked about this when we were um, connecting with Chandra. As soon as you add wedding onto it, you're just you're just adding unnecessary dollars. I know. It's true. I think it's hard, too, because it feels like there's a comedian that talks about this. And um, I'm forgetting the comedian's name, but she says something to the effect of you feel like you're entered into this special club when you get engaged. So a bit it feels like, oh, I can finally buy that bridal stuff that's at whatever store. So you feel like this is kind of, this is, this is your opportunity to do it, you know? So it, it's hard. Um, it, it's hard to not fall into those bridal traps, but to really think about um, every dollar of that contributes to your wedding budget. And that has helped me not buy unnecessary wedding stuff. Okay. The next one is funny. I regret not having a guest book. So this one's interesting. So I didn't do a typical wedding book. I actually had people sign my welcome sign and I have it in my home still. Like it's as soon as you enter, it's like our big sign and our welcome sign with everyone and they signed it. Um, and so I like having an alternative like that. Um, I think maybe like a wedding book, you, you, you're not going to look at it every day, right? You're not going to. Mm -hmm. So it's having something that's maybe an alternative is, is a great way to, to maybe leverage that if you were thinking about not doing guest book or kind of on the fence. Right. Find what's right for you guys does not have to be traditional. Okay. So this one has a few opinions of others. I wish I hadn't let my parents' opinions sway me during planning. I wish I put my foot down when with my parents about things I did not want. It's so easy to get caught up with friends and family's wants. Don't spend too much on things that won't make the day better for you. This is a good anchor when things get crazy. And lastly, if someone offers you a suggestion that you don't love, say, that's a good idea, or let me think about it. I love that last one. That's a good idea. And just walk away. Yeah, it's, it's acknowledging it. It's making them feel like, okay, they're being heard. But at the end of the day, you know that you're not to do that. And that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I mean, I'm lucky I don't have a meddling or guilt tripping <laughs> family, but I can see where, where this, this can be tough for people. So figuring out the boundary that's needed is, is important for your sanity. Yeah. Okay. Next up we have, I regret allowing our officiant to write his own script. Hmm. I'm curious what the officiant said. So I actually know who sent this and I was at 
this wedding. And I have to say, I don't remember anything bad. I really don't. Um, I am curious what this person was not happy with. Um, but it is good to know that if you're really hands off, if you're easygoing, um, you have to think about what will you not be happy with if they do, if you're, if you are giving up complete control. Right. And maybe it's something similar to like what we were saying about the DJ. Maybe it's like a list of things that like you prefer they say or they don't say. Mm -hmm. Um, so good point. Okay. Next is videographer, and there is a few here too. So I regret not having a videographer, so the speeches were recorded. And another one regretting that they didn't have a videographer. We spent money for a really good photographer, which was a really good investment, but I wish I had a video of the day. You, you even said this, that you don't necessarily need two photographers. You had one, and so you had one videographer. And I think that was a great way to use your money if you need to be careful with your budget for whatever reason. Yeah. And so I, you know, where I stand with the videographer, I, I say to everyone to get a videographer because there's, you can also take pictures from your videos if, if need be, and you're capturing everything. Most videographers too will put like scanned um, videos in places. So you really are getting footage of your entire day. And, and unfortunately, I mean, I, I don't look at my video every single day or anything like that, but it's so nice to be able to look back and relive the the wedding, our wedding, from point A to point Z through that video. What do you mean by uh, they put in standing video? What did you mean by that? So sometimes um, videographers will put in like cameras that just sit in places periodically throughout the, the reception or the ceremony. So you're getting different angles, you're getting different footage, you know, oh. whether it's closer to the dance floor, or dance floor or on this side of your, your ceremony. So some places will do that too. Oh, so really that's so different than what a photographer is able to do. That's a really great point. Exactly right. Oh, okay. All right. Next up we have, I regret not having photographer for enough time. I know end of the night pictures can get messy, but we did have to rush to squeeze in extra photos when the photographer was leaving. That's so that's interesting. I always say like, if there's a fine line where you don't necessarily want to capture the end of the night, like sloppiness, which is obviously, you know, what they wanted to avoid, but maybe having the photographer take a break and come back to really capture that exit is something to kind of consider. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Being realistic with your timeline and how late is that person going to be there? Does that give you wiggle room? Because we have had weddings that have stayed absolutely on track, but it's not as common as you'd hope, you know? So giving yourself some buffer room is important. Absolutely. All right. So next one is we didn't plan an exit, which was practical because sparklers weren't allowed at the venue, but it meant we ended up just taking the bus to the hotel with the guests who did not want to keep the night going. I do understand wanting to plan an exit. I think sometimes it's hard because your photographer isn't always there at the end. Um, but I do think it's important to try to anticipate what will be anticlimactic. Um, at the end of the night, if your friends are continuing on and you're not. So that, that's a really interesting regret that I haven't thought about. Or vice versa. If people are like heading in and you kind of want to keep the party going. Um, one way that we kind of set up that is we ended up taking the bus just with our guests and it was really fun. Like it was kind of like reminded me of the Manhattanville bus a little bit at the end <laughs> of the night. Um, brought back some fun memories. Just, but 
what we did is we said like, hey, open bar, or, hey, like meet you at the hotel lobby or whatever it is. And, and that kind of insinuated like maybe there's something else going on that we should stick around for. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, next up we have the best advice I ever received is to make sure when you get down the aisle before whoever is officiating starts speaking, take a look around at everyone who is there to support you. That's a nice one. Just really kind of, again, taking taking a step back and seeing everyone that's really there for you and celebrating you guys. I like that one. That's, that's a great piece of advice. Yeah, I was at uh, our friend Tom's sister's wedding a couple years ago, and it was so cute. They walked... Uh, his sister walked down the aisle and before um, the officiant started to speak, the bride and groom took a, a, turned straight at us and everyone's kind of like, what are they doing? And they just did this deep breath and then they turned back and I think um, the officiant explained what they had just done, but it was so cute because you're like, what are they doing? You're like, oh, right. This is such an important moment for them. They're kind of on stage. They got to hopefully soak in that memory that is like once in a lifetime, hopefully, you know? Yeah, no, that's awesome. And I think too, like it, it can be a little nerve wracking too up there. So like just taking a moment, breathing in, seeing everyone that's around you, it, it probably helps that too. Yeah. It's kind of like when you're about to start a speech, like you should never get up there to start speaking. You have to get up, plant your feet, make sure your papers are in order, look up and begin. You don't want to rush into your wedding ceremony. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so this one, and I think we talk about this one all the time, but take it all in because the day flies by. What would you say is the way to take it all in? Because I hear that and I get scared of that. And I know that's a good idea of like what we just said about ceremony, but how else can you live in the moment and how else can you really take those mental images of the day? Yeah. So I think by taking a moment with your husband or your wife after you get married right before you go into the ceremony like I said like they did for us is a great way to, to soak that moment in like this is our day right and I also think having this is easier said than done and I know that um, but I planned my wedding at least because I wanted everyone to have a good time and if everyone was having a good time I was having a good time right but Jumping in and allowing yourself to have a good time with everything that you planned for your guests, you'll live in that moment. I so many people say, like, oh my gosh, your your wedding was so fun. You guys just had the best time. And that is totally it. And I look at that day and I don't regret minus not eating my food. I don't regret a thing about that day because I really soaked up every moment of that day. Mm-hmm. That's great. I'm going to remember what you just said. Allow yourself to have fun. Yeah. Yeah. And I know it's so much easier said than done because you can get like, oh, fixated and this and that. This wasn't right. And this needs to be that way. But one, you're likely going to have someone helping you along because you know that you know the ropes. And I think that's a great way to kind of say like, a coordinator really does allow you to enjoy those moments. Yeah. It's true that coordinators, I, I, I can say that we will look and if we see the bride dealing with anything, we'll run up and we'll help. If the groom is doing anything, if the mother of the bride, you know, any of those VIPs, if we notice something's going on, even a guest that isn't a VIP, if we see anything, we're going to try to go and mitigate that problem so that person can return to having fun. So it's just simply another perk of a, of a day of coordinator. 
Make a list of all the pictures and moments you want captured. I didn't get all the pictures I thought I'd get with certain people, so make a shot list. This one's great. So I feel too, like sometimes I wish it was like, oh, I wish I had more photos of like Joel and I. I'm not necessarily one for a camera either. So I need someone to kind of put me in places. Um, but this is a great, great point. If there's truthfully, and, and I know you know this, but my both my grandfathers passed away within a year of my wedding. And I was able and lucky enough to get pictures with both of them and to have them there and kind of look back on that. It's, it's so meaningful to me. So to make sure that you have those really special pictures with everyone that really matters to you, uh, it is key. Mm -hmm. I'll say that I started a shot list a, a while ago. And then over the past couple months, some, something will pop into my head of, oh, I want that combo of people. So the earlier you start, the more wiggle room you allow yourself to remember uh, different pictures that you're going to want. Yeah, exactly right. Pick three things that are important to you and focus on that. I like that because it's kind of like you can't be great at everything. You can't please everyone. Focus on your non-negotiables again. Okay, not asking our coordinator to set aside some appetizers from cocktail hour. We heard they were amazing and guess that was true as they all got eaten. Anytime we talk about food at a wedding, I'm totally with you because most of the time, the bride and groom don't have a lot of time to eat. So you want to make sure that you can eat a little something that you planned and paid for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. I will say that this was not a merry bride. <laughs> so um, we will help to make sure that food is set aside and, and whatever whatever you're looking for, just whether you mention it or not, it'll come up to see if, if you want food set aside or if you want food sent home um, at the end of the night with you. If, if the kitchen can, we'll, we'll ask and we'll gather that up for you too. All right. So this is from someone who has been to a lot of weddings and kind of like taking out, like remembering what they stands out. So what I remember about weddings is, was the couple happy? Were they having fun? Were they relaxed? Was the DJ great or awful? Was there enough food, et cetera? So taking, taking that into like a, an idea of there's only going to be so much that people take away from your wedding. I mean, I know that you're planning everything down to a T and I did the same thing, but they're not going to remember if the napkin was red or burgundy or, or they're not going to go into that kind of detail or or what the tables, like the centerpieces even looked like most of the time, which breaks my heart to say, but, <laughs> but truly take that with, you know, take that into account when you're planning everything and driving yourself crazy. Mm -hmm. That's great advice. Okay. Next we have, I regret choosing an old friend as my maid of honor. We had already grown apart and I think the responsibility put a strain on our friendship. I feel like people should either avoid the label altogether or have a family member in the role. It's a lot. Yeah, so I think that, I I don't think that you should not ask your friend if you think that your friend is someone that you want, but I think you should really be conscious of who you're asking and know that it is in fact a lot and it's an expense. Um, I know that we've talked about this in the Bridesmaid episode and in a few other episodes, but um, knowing like knowing that expectation and level and giving that expectation to your bridesmaids at the beginning and and whether you're helping pay for x y and z i think will really help alleviate some stressors down the road mm -hmm. yeah I, I think where they said it's a lot is really true and 
uh, like you said, we talked about the bridesmaid episode and one, you can say no. You can say that you you can't do it financially or time constraints or, or something like that. Um, but I think it's even more important than laying that all out for your bridesmaids is for your maid of honor. Because as you have so eloquently put it, there is so much pressure on women, even if you are not the bride. And my sister and I had a very clear conversation once I asked her to be maid of honor and once I got engaged about what she would be in charge of and what I would be or wouldn't be helping with. Just managing expectations from the beginning um, can can really help. And I'm lucky my sister's been a maid of honor before she's been a bridesmaid before she gets it. So it was fun in this regard to be able to piece together what I know as a coordinator and then also her experiences of um, having been VIP in weddings before and knowing what we should talk about and to, to make sure that we stay connected and happy and that she's not stressed just because I'm getting married, you know? Right. No, exactly. And so this one is, is kind of tags along with that, but I wish I'd done away with bridal parties so that my friends could enjoy the day and wear what they want. Yeah. I, I've had a couple Mary Mary brides do this where they will have smaller wedding party and then they'll invite more friends to come get ready or they won't have anyone um, officially standing up at the altar with them, but they'll have people come in. I think really what's best for you, everyone has a different group of people and like number of people that that works for. Like sometimes it's like, okay, well, if I do these two, I'm going to have to do all like all seven of them, you know? So I, I, this definitely, if this works for you, go with your gut. You don't have to have a big wedding party. Yeah. And I also just want to add, like, you can still have your friends there and they can still enjoy their day and wear what they want. Like there's like you don't I mean, depending on what you're looking for, like I let my girls pick out like this was a designer. These are the colors. But please pick out the style that works best for your body because we're not all cookie cutter shapes, you know, Um and uh, exactly the reason of why we wanted to hire a coordinator was so that everyone could, in fact, enjoy the day, regardless of being in the party, whether it was my parents or, or really anyone, of, you know, a, a core person that day. So um, I think that this is it's up to the person. Great. OK, so this next one, I will admit that I did actually drop in here and it's my only regret so far with how I have been planning. <laughs> I wrote this and I said, Stop trying to be the chill bride and tell people what you want. If you give them parameters and then you need to change the parameters, go for it. It is not worth the stress to people please to an insane level. Yeah, no, I think that that's great. At the end of the day, this is your wedding and you will do what they want during their wedding, right? Like this is your time. And if there's things that you're like, no, nope, I changed my mind. Like I think you're totally valid in doing that during your day. Yeah, there were a couple moments where I'd wake up and I'd say the same thing to Tony. And he said, okay, well, you're going to have to be honest with so-and-so because I can't take hearing about this. And I also, we know that we always talk like we very much value the people getting married need to stay in good graces while planning their own wedding. So if it's bleeding over to my fiance, who is a very level-headed go with the flow kind of chill person. If he's realizing that I'm talking about something too much and I'm stressing about it, I need to just be honest. Um, yeah. You know, and I'm not even in the crunch of wedding planning yet. So I don't want things to get worse. So, um, so sometimes it pays off to 
not be as chill as you'd like um, to, in the end, hopefully be chill. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, last one. Don't do jello shots the night before the wedding. I wish I had given myself time to, time to go home and be in bed after the rehearsal dinner. I definitely didn't wake up feeling good. You don't want to wake up feeling terrible on your wedding day. Yeah, you um, know yourself. You know your limits. I know that like I can be puffy so easily or like might have a, a certain little weird ailment if I drink a certain type of alcohol or something. So you know yourself best and you know how you're going to want to feel that day, right? You said you went home. Yeah. I, so I, I mean, I, I hung out, we had like an open bar. I hung out there for a little bit, but then I went home and or went up to the hotel room with Cassandra as soon as that was over. And Joel actually went out um, with, with some friends. I think he was feeling a little rough, but you know, he bounced back. Well, this was such a fun topic. I'm so grateful for this happening before my wedding day, I have to say. Yeah, no, it's, I think it's great hearing back and looking back and like, yes, I wish someone told me that. So I'm glad that, you know, people planning weddings can really take, take this on. Yeah. And I also have to say like, specifically for you and for all of these people, whether they were married couples or not, no one has these major, major regrets that are kind of sad, you know, like there are some little things in there that would have made people's days better, whoever they were, but nothing's like detrimental. Nothing's like, wow, I look back like (laughs) Angela from the, what's her name? Angelina from the Jersey shore where it's like, wow, they ruined her day. You know, like luckily, like that's really pretty darn rare, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I'd say that these are all very minor things just to help e- make your day even better. What's going on with Mary? So we are trucking along. Um, this was a fun week, though, because I got to reconnect with so many of our past couples. And it's so fun to see the babies being born from married couples and where people are moving and reconnect and reminisce on the wedding day. And it's just fun to kind of live in those moments. And I always say this when I'm on intro calls with couples that I really go into wedding days. And I know all of our coordinators really go into wedding days thinking of the couple and whomever they've worked with the, to plan the wedding. Maybe it's the the mom or, or the maid of honor, who um, whoever too that I go into it feeling like it's my best friend or my sister getting married, even though we are these third party people, like we get so attached. We're really in the trenches. We understand um, some like tough family stuff when we're planning with people. So it's just fun to have an excuse to, to reconnect with these people and hear from, from their perspective, how the day went. Yeah, no, absolutely. I love that. Well, thank you so much for listening to episode 15, all about the regrets from wedding days. We hope that you obviously have none, and we hope that you will continue to listen in Spotify or the podcast app or wherever you listen to podcasts and rate and review us and let us know what you want to hear about next. Thanks so much for getting married with us. Have a good one. Bye.